everybody. Welcome to episode 214 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing today? Here's a big hug for you if you need it. Oh, I felt good, didn't it? Didn't it? High five. Love it. Joining me this week is Cat. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Pa, how's it going? <laughs> I realised that that didn't work as well as Kukukukat. Uh, I just went with it anyway. I'm okay, thank you. I'm... How are you? I loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. How has your week been? My week's been good. I accidentally dyed my hair purple. I said accidentally. It wasn't accidentally, but it kind of took to my hair too much. What? So um, so I have a really purple head at the moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, very different from my blonde my blonde locks. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm good. I'm all right. What else have I done today? Oh, I went up to Stoke-on-Trent, saw the house that I bought. That was very nice. Casual. I love how, <laughs> I love how casual yeah, you said yeah, that. Yeah, I bought the house. Then Just bought the house of Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> <sighs> Plenty of room for the Dalmatians to run. It's going to be fascinating. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, it probably would only fit one Dalmatian. I'm against a Dalmatian, though. I'd love a Dalmatian. There you go. I like plenty of ideas. Someone wants a Greyhound. And I don't want a Greyhound. But maybe we'll get a Greyhound. And... I don't know. Well, thing is... Get a cat. Yeah, I might get a cat. The thing is, whatever dog we get, it's going to love Miles more because he works remotely from home. And... Mm. I won't be jealous of Miles. I'll be jealous of the dog loving him more. Hey, hey. I just like I want the dog to love me more. Yeah, you're coming out for work and be like, "Oh, you again, disrupting our peace." Yeah, like literally, I'll be like, "Oh, does she have to live here?" Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well. Well, congratulations! It's a that's it's a fantastic bit of news. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, scary, um, confused, um, excited, all at the same time. I'm still not. Screaming, crying, it. throwing up. I'm still not happy about it, but yeah, you know, I'm I learning am. to accept it. <laughs> I'll be down all the time, babes. I'll be down all the time. My family live here. I'm not going. It's Banger, but it's it's closer than Banger. And it's only for three years. Then I'm back. It's only for three maybe years. The whole homecoming thing all over again. Yeah, maybe I can come up as well. That'd be that'd be fun. That'd be sick. See, um, Do it. See, see, uh, see the Davies as well. That'd be neat. And that'd be sick. That's even more of an excuse. We could all go out and eat chicken wings and shit. So, I don't know. Chicken wings, chicken wings. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tagging along on Kat's um, wonderful journeys, it's Mars Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hubby. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just to kind of follow on from Kat, really. Just very exciting times. Um, it's going to be weird living up in the north of England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going as well. Fuck, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to join as well, and uh, I'm going to make sure that the dog loves me. Yeah, you must. Yeah, it's got to be done, you know. Yeah, yeah, you'll just make a day. You'll just have it on its lap when it's little while you're working. <laughs> I'll train it. I'll feed it. Give it treats. It's not going to leave you alone for a second. No, it's going to be literally attached to my hip the entire time. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> How devious! Love it, George Thompson. Hello, I've been up here for a few years. Welcome. It's not that great. <laughs> Welcome right. to the cult. W- weather is shit. And, no, it's, that. and it's shit here as well. It's not a problem. <laughs> How goes it? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, I am crashing very hard. Um, this Barbenheimer shit is not over. Uh, and yeah, 
I'm getting I'm getting a bit tired nowadays. I actually fell asleep just before the podcast. And, um, oh man! I need to, I need to reawaken. And normally this does revitalize me. But um, if I start off a bit, what's the name? It's business as usual, really. Um, start off quiet, and then we get chatting and laughing, and uh, yeah, yeah. But you've seen it now. You've do. been you've been in the Barbenheimer. I have been in it, yeah. Um, and yeah, I was right the first time. Uh, it is Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have equal amounts of devastation. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe I'm short on recommendations because it's been that work or review games. So I'll talk more about it later. I'm excited about that. And I think that's it. Is that everyone? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to uh, get to what game of the week. Uh, might as well go. For, wait, wait. What's that? What does that say, Jonathan? Oh, York Dog's here. Hello, York Dog. Hello. How are you? I'm hungry. Other <laughs> well, than that, I'm good. Can I recommend a bowl of chicken nuggets? Uh. N- uh... I had chicken nuggets the other day, but I've got a chicken burger in front of me. That counts. Okay. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Got some mayo and stuff on it. It's tasty. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm kind of like Josh. I'm pretty tired as well. I suspect not quite as tired as he is. Um, I've been doing a ridiculous amount of streaming and actually sticking to a schedule and stuff for the entire month of July. Um, so I am... I'm pretty pooped at this stage. <laughs> yes, it's the yeah. good kind of tired. The the tired you get when you know you've done a bunch of stuff and you've done good. You've been productive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Congrats on hitting your donation targets and. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, I just need to sort out a couple more bits and hopefully um, everything will be done in the next month or two. Fantastic. And I might have some like news for stuff to share, like with friends and stuff in the next uh, couple of weeks as well. For so yeah, it's uh, it's the the last couple couple of months have been a bit crazy, and a lot's been happening. Um, but it's all good stuff. So yeah, this has been this has been great, a great year, I think. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Right then, let's crack on with game of the week. Cat from the top, what is your game of the week? My game of the week is a game of the week that I cannot stop thinking about, talking about, loving. I really raved about Children of Mortar last week, didn't I? And I, I'm sorry to Children of Mortar, but there is a new hoe in town, and that hoe is called Dismantle. It is on the PS Plus catalogue, and it's it's kind of advertised as like an RPG survival game, like an action, an open world action RPG. I don't really agree with the RPG bit, but it is incredible. So it's a top-down um, survival game. And essentially, um, the apocalypse has happened. You were in a shelter for, you know, however many years. And then you have to pop out of your shelter because you've run out of food. Um, and you go exploring. And essentially, you need to be able to... You find the way out, but you need to be able to, like, find... You found, like, the last rocket in the town, but the energy cells are, like scattered all over the island 
So you need to like go through the island and to go through the island, you're going to need weapons. You're going to need um, crafting materials. You're going to need to be able to like live, eat, breathe. And it's got all the things of a survival game that you absolutely love. And it's got all the things that you don't love has fucked off. So like there's no stamina bar. There's no insanity bar. You don't get hungry. You don't die from hunger. Um, everything can be destroyed eventually. So, like, if you can't destroy the walls straight away, eventually you'll be able to. If you can't, if you haven't got the right tool to like slash tire, eventually you'll be able to get it. So, like, you can level up, and with leveling up, you get upgrades. And then there's like a skill tree, and the skill tree allows what's essentially like an invention recipe tree. Um, and as you invent things, you get access to more things. And as you get stronger and you upgrade your tools, you can you know get more materials and by getting more materials you can kind of get more tools and by getting more tools you can build more experience oh it's just fucking great i can't stop playing it and the thing is they've they've estimated that this game takes like anywhere from like 50 to 100 hours to complete and there's two dlcs i'm fucking buzzing i actually think i'm gonna be able to play anything else until i finish this game i'm so determined to platinum it because it's (laughs) such a good game um and I can't really describe why I love it so much. It's just so addictive. And it has nothing in there that I think, oh, I fucking hate that bit. I hate that. The only gripe that I maybe have is that, like, your fast travel points are quite far away from each other. But saying that, you walk and run quite quickly. Um, and you get, like, trinkets that you can add on to, like, be able to make you do all those things faster. So, like... I mean, if that's the only graph I have of this game, and I've like put in a whole week's work into it, I think Miles told me that I was at 35 hours today since whenever it came out on PS Plus last week. Yeah. I am buzzing. Honestly, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop playing it. And I just love how, like, when you explore, like, it's taken me 33 hours and I've not even done half the map because I'm having to go through it because... You are you do eventually like come across like impasses where you'll need X amount of material and then you'll think, How the fuck do I get that material? And then it'll suddenly come through that like your baseball bat can like knock this particular toaster and then you can, you know, go around smashing toasters up. Um <laughs> it's just great. I just what 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 a gem. What a gem. Thank you, PS Plus. You've come through. Um it came out in twenty twenty one. It's just so good. The zombies as well, like, eventually you get strong against them and, you know, what what once is a very difficult zombie ends up becoming, like, one-hittable. Um, you mm. can, like, go through the day. You don't need to sleep. Um, but if you do want to sleep, you get, like, um, like benefits from it. Just nothing sucks about this game. Like, 10 wow. out of 10, no notes. Well, one note. Please, can I fast travel more often? Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> Other than that, Oh, I just love it. I think it's a great game. That's awesome. Are you how, review how I hadn't heard it. Yeah. It, well, am I what? Am I going to review it? Mm. I mean, yeah, I might do. That's good to, but yeah, yeah, I might do. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, it's a bit old now, so people might not care about the review. It's two years old. Well, yeah, but you love it. I do love it. Spread I the do word. love it. Spread I the word. People are going to go for, you know, the big ones when PlayStation Plus comes down, and you're like, hang on a minute. Check this out yeah. while you're there. It's fucking great. It's so good. Um, but yeah, if you if if just it's got kind of like that like farming simulation feel almost because you can break down anything and you have to collect it and then you have to get certain things and it's got like everything that I love about Don't Starve in it that 
is um there and everything i hated about don't stop isn't there and survival games in general like even um oh, what's that game that you reviewed ross Okay, oh, meant... what's it called? The second one? You reviewed the second one, and it's like you can only go out at certain, like in the dark or in the night or some shit. I can't remember. What the fuck is that game called? I've like had like a brain fart. Really no idea. Miles, help me out. Something, something too. <laughs> Roth reviewed it. I'm, I'm still. Oh, I'm Kingdom no, of just... Pumpkin Something 3. Yeah, with Kingdom of Something or Something Free. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, anyway, it was a survival game where, like, you could only do certain things at certain times of day and you had to go and top up something. Like, I hate that shit about games. Like, just let me enjoy the fucking world. Are you talking um, about Dying Light? Yes! I'm talking about Dying Light. Right, there we okay. go. Yeah, so, like, even with Dying Light, Dying Light, I watched Miles play the first, like, four hours and I really liked the look of it. I just cannot be asked with the um the meter thing. I'm just like, no, that's too stressful for me. It's this is like a really relaxed survivalist, but it's not relaxing as well. At the same time, it's really like engaging. Um so yeah, I'm gonna shut the fuck up now. But yeah, it's it's really good. Check it out, even if you just check out the website, it's so good. Can I just a secret. Oh, come on, Ross. I've been playing Dismantle this week. Have you and how, do you hate it? You're going to tell me you hate it now, aren't you? And you're going to be like, oh, that's fine. I totally get it. I get why okay. you love it so much. It's very unique. I love the visuals. I love the story. Um, I can't get past the combat. It frustrates me. In what sense? Zombies are really hard to kill. Yeah, okay, they're not eventually, Ross. Keep with it, keep with it. The zombies are really... The, the things that throw the green shit at you eventually become one hit downable as soon as you upgrade the baseball bat. Upgrade your baseball bat. <laughs> that's, okay. my, that's my trick. I'll upgrade Get my baseball, baseball bat, bat. Upgrade it. Yeah. And they'll become piece of piss, honestly. Right. And then it's like, absolutely... You'll be laughing. But it, it's <laughs> such a nice visual as well. It's so pretty. But I can't describe yeah. the visuals. I'm so I suck at describing visuals. Mm. But um, I'm so glad you've been playing it. It's top down glorious. It's and I love I love that you can swing the camera around. Camera's not fixed. That's yeah. a really great addition. Um, it helped yeah. me out on numerous occasions. Uh, but yeah, uh, I need to play it obviously a lot more. But um, yeah, it's an eight for me as at the present moment. You know what? An eight's a solid, solid opinion. Still a game. solid score, I think. Um, yeah, I need to get better at yeah. it. Slash, I need to understand the the combat a bit more. Um, just get better at it. Um, and then yeah. I'll probably I just want to be able to progress. That's all. Uh, sorry, Mars, what were yeah. you going to say? I was just going to say that they've actually done an update to Dying Light Two, where the night time is even worse now because there are a lot more zombies, the hordes are bigger, and I yeah. think the time is more restricted. Oh, God. So uh, they've actually made it yeah, worse. No, <laughs> I don't want that. No. I tell you, I tell you, what did get uh, DLC today, Mars was Atomic Heart. Oh, yay. Was it good? Uh, I don't know. I just saw it advertised. <laughs> oh, God. Why? It's like Callisto gang. I can get you a code if you like. Um, For the uh, meme, I'm not going to... I wouldn't say no, <laughs> but also uh, I don't think they'd ever give us a code. Yeah, <laughs> uh, true. It's quite um, funny that everyone had such high hopes for that. I mean, just if, if you're wondering how high hopes were, go back and listen to last week's pod. 
it yeah. did not live up to expectations. I, I didn't have any expectations for it. I wasn't excited in the slightest for Atomic Heart, no, was we, I? We, we, even, not even not? a little bit. Not even we a little not? bit. Not even the tiniest no. part. Not even the no. smallest bit of me even had any excitement. Hmm. Not a thing. Uh, <laughs> what would be your game of the week? <laughs> uh, Atomic Heart? No, I'm kidding. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, <laughs> Uh, weirdly, the game that I've played a lot of this week, I can't talk about because it's currently embargoed. However, the review will be coming soon, so keep a look out for that one because it's very good. Um, so I'm going to talk about Mega City Police, and I might have briefly mentioned it last week. I can't remember. I don't think I did. Um, but it's this kind of pixel art retro, uh, like bullet hell type shooter thing, and it's really, really cool. Um, it's very short. I think it's being made by a studio with a single developer. Um, but what they've managed to do is just really cool. So it's based on like 80s action movies. So you've got like a Robocop equivalent as like who you play as. Um, and you just go around these like, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Megacropolis or something. Um, so you go around like a series of two to three levels uh, per mission. And there's five missions in total. And you just shoot everything. Everything that moves, you just kill it. Everything gets shot. Everyone's a bad guy. There's no like fancy story or morals or ethics to worry about. You're the super cop, you go around the city and you blow away the bad guys. And I was like, this is cool. I like this. I don't even like pixel art stuff, but this is dope. Um, And it's really difficult as well. So you can get killed in like two to three hits on like the normal difficulty. Um, But it does have an easier difficulty where you can reset from the level that you're on, as opposed to having to restart your entire run um, on normal difficulty where it works like a roguelite. it's just super cool. There's so many different weapons to try out. I think at one point I picked up a stapler, which acted like an SMG. And I was like, that's dope. Like, this is just fucking cool. Um, so the game's worth checking out. It's probably like 20 minutes maximum per run to finish it. Um, but the replayability is huge. There's a bunch of different classes you can pick from. They've each got their own abilities. Challenge comes from using a class that you're terrible with and trying to persevere through it and then smashing your head against a wall when you can't do it. Um, so yeah, I really recommend it. Love the game. Shout out to the developer. Well done. And yeah, just, people should check it out. It's great. Mega City Police really gave me Broforce kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really get on with Broforce that well, but this I got on with a lot. Sweet, sweet. Tempted to check it out myself. It sounds like a no nonsense kind of bring this. It literally content. is. It literally is. There's like one like ten second introductory cutscene, and then the game's like, cool, pick your character and start shooting shit. And I was like. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Finally, a game that understands me. That sounds like the Exo promo. Yeah, it's it's been a good month, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knew, eh? Who knew? Uh, Josh Thompson, your game of the week. And if it isn't Telltale, I'm going to cry. It's going to have to be. Um, I was thinking about other things that I'm playing. I'm like, I can't talk about any of them. Um, and outside of that, Oh yeah, I was just—I was literally about to just say what I was playing. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I finished the first episode of Telltale's *The Expanse*. Um, the the uh, eventual return of the studio that have kind of been almost in the shadows for quite a few years now, um, due to just loads of problems that they had. Um, I'm a fan. I've not played all of them. I've not played the one that created the the name that we. Uh, have on our mantle but um yeah I, I i consider myself a big fan of them i played walking the walking dead series wait, 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 wait. what 
You've not played Tales for the Board, lads? No. Oh my it's god. It's on the list. I did not know this. I did not it's know this list. about you, Joe. It's on the list. I'm going to out myself now. I'm going to do a complete yog dog. I don't really like Borderlands. Um, one, two, or three. Uh, That's so, fine. You don't, yeah. need to, you don't need to enjoy those games to enjoy Tales. Yeah, but the, the problem lies, oh, if I don't like those games, Tales from the Borderlands yeah, isn't necessarily my... You're not outing yourself. Either. Tales you're is a whole different beast. Fucking is it a, suck. Is it a cold take? <laughs> Borderlands uh, sucks. Just... Tales from the Borderlands is good. I've heard it's yeah, good. None of us like it. And I thought I had controversial views. <laughs> <laughs> Tales is by far, without question, unmistakably, unfathomably the greatest Telltale game ever made. I also do okay. firmly agree. It is superb, and I absolutely hate Borderlands. Okay. okay. Well, I really like The Wolf Among Us. Um, it's maybe not going to be the same quality, but I absolutely adore that game, and I'm that looking second. forward to the sequel. <laughs> be able to rank <laughs> them, that would be number two. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, non-sequitur over. The Expanse is out, first episode at least. Um, they're going to be releasing every two weeks, and I'll be covering the five or six episodes that it spans. Um, there is a bonus episode. I don't believe I'll be able to um, uh, cover that unless I go for it myself, which I probably will because right now, uh, early doors, it, it is really fun. Um, it's it's a shame. I think my brain has broken now because episodic games for a time ended up being full games that had episodes. Um uh, mainly from people like Deck Nine, who have co-developed this alongside uh, Telltale um, with Life is Strange, True Colors. They released it all in one package, and there is episodes, but you could put, you could binge it. Um, this, however, is different. Uh, it's not got a lot going for it on the first episode in terms of like what you have in the big moments. It's setting up a lot of stuff. Um, but I think the expanse in general, the kind of world that they're building the game in is very interesting. Um, for as someone who's not watched the TV show, I definitely want to check out the TV show because there's so much uh, kind of rich lore and relationships and hierarchies and politics that just sounds so cool. And the way that Telltale and Deck Nine have kind of used that IP is they're not, giving it uh, such a way where it's like, oh, remember this from the show? It's like they just act as if they are in the world. And if you don't get it, you can if you look into it. But it's also not too um, alienating where if you're not interested, it, you can still have a good time because the story itself is setting out to be quite, um, you know, like a as in Telltale fashion, uh, plot twists and cliffhangers and just the general storytelling devices that they've come to really be able to utilize. Um, and they kind of upgraded kind of how they, uh, how the levels play out um, uh, for the longest time during Telltale games. I just felt like a, uh, like a watching it uh, and just choosing dialogue. But this time you kind of got a lot more freedom to explore, kind of find out more for yourself before continuing. Um, and I think deck nine kind of did that with their true colors game. Um, and it feels better to play. Uh, it looks more polished. Um, the character models, not as such. Some of the close-ups, you can look at their uniform and it's a bit um, kind of like low poly, but 
the 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 shots that they use, the lighting, the actual environments of it is all kind of up to snuff, like Pierce, like your current generation hardware type of stuff that you're looking for. Um, and it's well-deserved of coming back and showing who's boss with uh, interactive fiction games. Fantastic. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I'm so glad to are back. And, yeah, it's, uh... it's, it's good. It's, it, was, it felt, felt a really bad time for them when in 2019 when mm. it all went down. Um, I think no one had a bad thing to say about the team itself or the um, the people that kind of run the company. It, it really was just um, they had to they had to do what they had to do, and and it was just unfortunate that um, it came at a cost to so many jobs for the developers. Um, hopefully, yeah. you know, I don't know personally if if some of them that did get let go are back for this. Um, you'd like to hope so uh but yeah it's it's nice to see him back and kind of doing what they do best for sure yay turtle back fantastic stuff and finally your gug your game of the week my game of the week <clears throat> my voice has gone really bad all of a sudden uh my game of the week is battle bit remastered um so it's basically the heyday of battlefield uh three and battlefield four i guess um, in like a Minecraft sort of graphics setting, which doesn't sound great to a lot of people, but it's just really well made and put together. I only played a little bit of the full release, but I played a few of the betas um, for stress testing uh, a few months ago. And it just feels like pure distilled battlefield. Um the servers go up to 127 versus 127, and that gets just as chaotic as you would imagine. Uh, I remember today I was trying to repel off of a helicopter, and I accidentally went a bit too far <laughs> and ended up uh, falling off and breaking my knees on top of an enemy tank. So, um, yeah, funsies. There's there's a lot to love about the game. Uh, the the leveling up system would look very similar to anyone who's played a battlefield in the past. So it's very easy to acclimatize to it. It's nothing too crazy in terms of like uh, having to work out weird obscure progression mechanics or anything like that. It's just nice and simple. You just go onto a server, shoot some enemies. Ideally, don't. Um, don't accidentally blow yourself up with grenades uh, like I've certainly never done and um, yeah it's it's a hell of a lot of fun sounds it mm, pardon sounds like a lot of fun it is uh, just in case anyone's wondering who's listening it's on PC I don't think it's on console well of course it is oh yes I think everyone knows that by now your dog was like yeah <laughs> God, it's on PC PC man I've ordered a PS5 have you no, I haven't. I tell you what, man. If, that was if, mean. <laughs> if you could, now is the time to do it. They're cheap as shit right now. Oh yeah, yeah. they are right. They're cheap. And I actually do have some money right now, but it's earmarked for other stuff. So Ooh, who cares about it, other stuff? Uh, uh, don't tell. No me. one cares about other stuff, bro. Get them while they're cheap. They're seventy-five pound off right now. Seventy-five yeah. quid. And and how much are they? Three nine nine. Disc is three nine nine. Oh yeah, it's still too expensive. Or you can pay it off in monthlies. 
Payton 3, you know what I'm saying? Sup, Klarna? Klarna does not sponsor this podcast. Probably <laughs> I mean, I did just get rid of my phone contract, so I have a bit more money free per month, but uh, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Okay, let me just send you a link. Um... <laughs> no, get... bad Ross. You can get one on shop to you right now, which will be delivered tomorrow morning. And also, this can be like the podcast where I put my laptop. Yeah, by the end of this fun. podcast, job. I don't know where yeah, the hell I'd even your... put one. Like, uh, there's one TV which underneath is downstairs. your TV, underneath your clothes. Oh, there. There's no space. There's a console waiting. Made no hesitating while it's cheap. <laughs> Go and get a PS5. The players for you. Sony, good, if you bro. want us. <clears throat> uh, if you need us to sing your ring a ding ding chime for your next outfit. <laughs> 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 write the theme tune sing the theme tune anyway we're not here to uh, convince your dog to get a PS5 even though he really should while they're no. super super no, cheap no I really I am okay yeah yeah we are actually <laughs> and he definitely will <laughs> yeah. yeah by the if end of the podcast if you don't do it now you're going to have to pay like 480 for one and that's just ridiculous or hear me out I just wait for the PS6 and pick one of them up well um, it's funny you say that a lot of people are thinking because they're going down in price now they want to get rid of what they've got to move on to uh like a a bit of a better one yeah, of a slim, ps5 slim slash pro yeah slim slim or pro yeah let's let's be honest the ps5 <laughs> needs a visual overhaul right as in kind of the way the console looks yeah oh now i love that it's a freak the digital Just one is gorgeous it's slim and it's it's synchronized and it's silhouetted and it's beautiful the disc one Looks like a pregnant child. Are you saying <laughs> it's the Nissan? Are you saying it's the Nissan Duke of the console world? It is a three wheeler of the console world. Okay. And yes, it could do I with a little it. bit of a visual upgrade, I think. But that's what it needs. It doesn't need a power boost. I'd say, come on. So a slim version of whatever they're planning, I think, will probably look quite nice. Yeah, might overheat though. Maybe. Now's the time to get one, Jock. I, I I have a six-year-old PC. I, I, I need to replace my PC first. Yeah, that's fair. Seeing as that's kind of your uh, your everyday thing that you use. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can get one a new PC next year. That would be nice. Why yeah. why are, why is electronics so expensive? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because they know that we'll buy it regardless. Yeah, the weeps like us just go out and buy it anyway. Yeah, because we're freaking idiots. <laughs> like this, this, this PS5 remote play device. You know, it's a screen with a DualShock cut in half, and it has one purpose, and it'll probably be about two hundred fifty quid, which is absolutely I, disgusting. I uh, remember uh, saying that when it launched. It was like, it. What's the point of this thing? that not launched when they announced it. Mm. And I've seen it now, and it's ugly as shit. And am I going to buy one? Probably, because I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I also do a lot of nights at work, and so it would prove handy for me. Um, yes. So 
Who knows? You keep telling yourself that. So yeah, that's what I'm telling ease, myself. In order the to, pain. To understand so you'll pay it. for it, but very grudgingly. Yes. So long as it's available at other retailers and not PS Direct. I want to get it somewhere else. That's a very big stipulation. What's wrong with PS Direct? Just, I have my reasons. I have my reasons. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, let's go for the quiz. Let's do the quiz. All right, we all ready? I swear to God, if this is a Mario quiz, I will just fuck off. Oh, that would be... Oh, man, I had a whole quiz prepared just for you. (laughs) Oh, fine, I'll leave it till next week. Maybe. Potentially. Uh, There might... No, there there isn't actually a Mario quiz uh, question on this one. You're safe for this week, for now. Woo! (laughs) I I can't... I was going to say... I can't promise for the next two weeks, but uh, yeah, for this week, you're safe. So um, uh, there you go. <laughs> or even the award-winning strategy Mario game. Oh, the best one. Yeah, the one that definitely yeah. deserved oh, best strategy game of the year last year. The wound's still bloody fresh. <laughs> We're just pouring on some salt. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All righty, let's do a quiz. It's 10 questions, straightforward as usual. Are we ready? Yeah, who are you favouring this time, Moz? Um, honestly, I think the favoritism is going to switch midway through, so we'll see. Oh, was it me last time? Did I win? I think you did. I oh, think you've won the last like... two. No, no, he's not won the last two. He lost, lost one, one before. Ah, uh, but yeah. he won. He won like two before that, so you've won like three of the last four. Next year, should we do a tally, and then the, the winner right. gets like a photo. <laughs> Yeah, that would actually. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be cool. That's like no. Freddo. (laughs) Freddo. I'll buy a Freddo to just not do the fucking tally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it won't taste as nice, but okay. I'll do the tally. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Bringing the toxicity. The problem is, any quiz with a Mario question, and we'll just get banned by Yog if he's doing the tally, so you won't get the points. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey! I have standards. Give a big shout to um. Big shout out to Yogi who this week got a promotion of Vicky Guns as our administrator, doing all of the uh, the sheets and the Excels for us, doing a brilliant job as well. Thank you, man. Yeah, smashing it. You're welcome. I'm uh, happy to do it. I will. Excellent. I will try not to mark anyone down for Mario questions, but I can't promise anything. I mean, well, you are the arbiter of the the sheets now, so it's all on you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's do a quiz. Question number one. Telltale are finally back with which episodic game series to have released just this week? Josh, For you God's sake! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was going to put my hand up as soon as he said Telltale, and I thought, no, because he's not going to ask that. He's no. going to be like, when did they get found? No, Fuck there's off. no way they're going to talk about the new Telltale game. There's no yeah. way. To do it. I've got to throw in some curveball ones. Josh was first. Go on, Josh. Curveball. Curveball. We talked about it five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Uh, The Expanse, a Telltale series. It is is indeed. Well done, sir. I respect the curveball. Fuck's sake. That's the thing. You don't expect the obvious ones from me anymore. So now they're curveballs. That's what's so good about it. Mm. You've got to listen to them through. Exactly. uh, You're just keeping us on our toes is all. Unless you're you're just going to shout out Assassin's Creed Syndicate and be a dickhead. Wow, never. It's oh, good times. I love it. Uh, question number two. Remnant 2 has also released in the past couple of weeks, but what was the first game's full title? Oh, Roscoe, you're first. Remnant from the Ashes. Yes, well done, sir. Oh, nice. 
Uh, question number three. Who is the protagonist in Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Oh, Josh. Tommy Facetti. Yeah, well done, mate. I think the last thing I need is an enema, but I won't <laughs> think about that right now. There was a little bit of Elvis when you started that, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that um, voiced by Ray Liotta? It was Ray Liotta, uh, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Sick. Uh, question number four. Which 2009 title was Samuel L. Jackson a voice actor for? Roscoe. I'm going to... GTA San Andreas? No. Key thing was in the date or the year, rather. Oh, was uh, it? Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes on the Plane, the video game. Uh, it was not Snakes on the Plane, a video game, although Snakes I do like the rhyme the of that. Snakes on the Plane, the video game. <laughs> I'm tired that his motherfucking Snakes on the Plane on his motherfucking video game. Love it. Cat, uh, Yog, you've both got a guess available if you'd like to have a go. No. <laughs> Just no. Just no. Uh, <laughs> so Yog. I walked walk up the answer because oh. I don't know it. And you said 2009, right? Yes. Do you mean Afro Samurai? I do, yes. It's 2008. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's well, Miles. Miles is actually right. Wikipedia is wrong. Ha! Ha-ha! I bested yeah. the sources. Uh, I've done it. So basically, if you go to Sam Jackson's page, it says it's 2008. And if you actually go to the Wikipedia page for Afro Samurai, it released on January the 27th, 2009. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, there you're you right. Go. Yes. I'm going to give a spiritual point to myself for beating the sources of their own game. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> Thank you kindly, Yog. I appreciate that. Uh, okay, question number five. A popular YouTuber has recently been given the, the voice acting role of Kazama Kiryu from the Yakuza series, but which YouTuber is it? Oh. Joshua. Young, yeah. What? It is indeed oh, Young, yeah. Oh, it is him, yeah. Remember... Like, what is his fucking name? <laughs> I called him Young <laughs> Yee once to Miles, and he was like, don't you mean yeah? And I was like, oh yeah, actually, that is how it's spelled, so yeah, it probably is Young, yeah. <laughs> oh, it actually cracked me up so hard. I remember just breaking a little bit on the headset. I was like, how do I break it to him? That's not Young Yee. <laughs> I, I don't know what YouTubers are. Let's move on. Oh, okay, we'll move on. We'll move on for us, go. Uh, question number six. Which so one old... of these... Which one of these is not a boss in a Metal Gear Solid game? Vamp, Skullface, Venus, Man on Fire, or Chrysalis? Roscoe. I've no idea, just a guess. Uh, Venus. It is Venus. Well done, mate. And the reason that Venus is not a boss in a Metal Gear Solid game is because she is a boss in Metal Gear Acid 2. Do we use a name that obvious? That, that one was harsh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, the bosses are all named really sh- like stupid things. So if I throw another stupid one, it's going to be tough anyway. Where's Chrysalis um, from? Uh, uh, Vengeance. Peace Walker. Mm. Yeah, so I was a bit of a bastard with that one. Well, uh, I, found, I found it really easy. I was going to say you just smashed it, mate. You know yeah. all things Metal Gear. I do. You're basically like the top fan of finger guns. 
Yeah, is, it, is this why Ross is going to be reviewing the Metal Gear Solid collection? I don't know why I'm making this joke because now, as Yogi's just pointed out, I've put myself in a very precarious situation. <laughs> 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 um, question number seven. The PlayStation 3 slash 360 era Dante's Inferno featured the main character battling through what locations? Joshua, you were first, just. Oh, I've got a number in my head. And um, or two numbers in my head, um, but it is God, the fucking phrasing of it is going to be so specific, and you're going to be like, Is it the nine? Is it the what? Sorry, nine rings of hell, or the nine layers of hell, or fucking whatever, nine something of hell, and it's. I'm I'm really told whether to just give it to you, but I, I feel like there'll be a riot if I do. Oh, um, fucking hell, I've just Googled it as well, and it's like pretty much the spot on what I'm saying, but not actually what I'm saying. Yeah, it's really close, but I think because of the actual phrase, I think I will have to... I'll see if someone else gets it, and if not, you'll be the closest. Oh, so... they will. Go on, Yog. Certainly nine circles of torments. Oh, no. Nine <laughs> concentric Oh, I'm afraid not, Yog. I'm afraid not. Um, Kat, Roscoe, would you like a go? Um, the nine realms of Devon? (laughs) (laughs) No, but that should be the The answer. The nine circles of hell? Yes, well done. It's actually... It is, indeed, the nine circles of hell. I just Yogs and Josh's. Into (laughs) one? Yeah. I know, when Yogs said torment, I was like, oh, no. Uh, okay, so that's Kat's point. Um, there is a bonus point available, Cat. If you can name all nine of the circles. Uh, okay. Um, spicy asshole. Um, heat <laughs> chili bum. Um, fire crotch. Uh, lovely, lovely. Keep going. Come on, um, that's three. Uh, um, ring stinger um, clock. Yeah, ring sting. Um, I should not have taken a drink there. Uh, speak now. Dragon breath. Lover evermore. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, God. This oh, is God, my chocolate starfish. <laughs> Taylor's version. Uh, what What even happens to these quizzes? I don't even understand. Very, very. How did very, we get very here? Um, yeah, chocolate so starfish gonna... in the hot dog flavored water. Taylor's version. I mean, yeah. spawn. I would buy that, to be fair. I would also Thank buy you. that. I would actually visit all of those layers of hell. Why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we've all been there at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, those were not the layers of hell that... Um, what's his name? It's not... Is that actually Dante? I forget if that's his actual name in it or not. Um, but no, those are not the layers that he traversed through hell, unfortunately. Oh, what? No so way. Close. I know, shocking. Think of like the deadly, dead, seven deadly sins. That's why I got confused between oh. seven and yeah. so Why are there nine of them? Because uh, yeah. there's Limbo as well. Uh, and ridiculous. And the actual centre of hell. That's His count class is one of the circles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what circle of hell I'd be on. Hmm. I would be mm. on gluttonous because Probably I'm a fat stuff. bitch. Yeah. Long. Uh, I'd, be right uh, there with, I'd be right there with you, Kat. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. Well, at least we're all together. That's the important thing. I'll be in the same. He's a joint fluff. I'm the worst of the worst. 
I'm limbo because I'm really indecisive and I'm a Gemini, so I, I'm yeah, I, I, I can't confirm. Cat. <laughs> Found the indecisiveness. Yeah, I think limbo is a good shout. <laughs> okay, are we are we done with Dante's Inferno and the Nine Circles of Torment and Perry Perry Spicy Bum? We got really deep there. I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so... thank you. We I... are done with Perry Perry Spicy Bum. Thank you. But <laughs> I've got the tagline for the, for the episode. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> sterling, sterling work. I love that. I did not expect to get that much mileage out of that question. Um, question number eight. Ukulele was a spiritual successor to which N64 series? Oh, God, I'm typing something else. Aww. Josh! Josh, you're first! I'm going to be wrong. Uh, is what? it Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what, did, what did you think you were going to get it wrong as? Um, oh, there's like other ones, not Banjo Kazooie. What was else in my head? Uh, Croc. <laughs> oh my god, Croc, <laughs> Bubsy 3D. <laughs> Croc uh, is a banger. Croc was a great game. Uh, question number nine Children of Mortar has how many potential playable classes? Josh, oh, seven. No, oh, hello. <laughs> Roscoe six. No, also cat. Pan. No, also Yog Dog. You want to have oh. a go? That's the people that have played it out. Considering <laughs> I know, that I've right? had literally no knowledge of any of these questions. Actually, no, that's a lie. I could have got the Dante's one. Um, uh, do I go more or do I go less? What was the game again? Children of Mortar. Children of Mortar. I don't think you just. What, what kind of game is that? Think with my fingers. Just say a number. <laughs> yeah, let me think with Google. I'm not Googling. Yeah. Uh, what type of game is it? It's like a roguelite. How is this helping the dungeon crawling ARPG? I'm just wondering. Okay, I'm just going to guess one, otherwise, I'm going to get accused of. I'm going to get accused of being using Google. So, yeah, one. It is It is indeed not one, I can confirm. Uh, apparently it's eight. Apparently there's, apparently there's one that's unlocked a little bit later on, apparently, or something like that. Uh, I was going to guess four, oh. really, so I'm going to be wrong. Hmm. So, yeah, that was a close oh. one, that. So I'd technically be right with seven, because there's a bonus one unlocked, so it's eight. So uh, but I, I said potential know. playable classes. Oh. The starting ones, sir. I'm not, I'm, I'm not disputing it, I'm just saying semantics. <laughs> I'm always careful with my wording now after the first Sneaky two quizzes games. when I got called out. <laughs> uh, okay, question number 10. Uh, Kat, you need to put your hand down, otherwise there oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, Scientology, money wangling, wizardry, and night school are all courses students can embark upon in which business simulation game? Roscoe! Money what? Money wangling. <laughs> okay. Uh, Roscoe, you were first. No, oh, I was going to say campus, but it's not, is it? Two um, um, oh, it's giving um, me an idea though. Two point campus, yes, it is. <laughs> That's why I was like, please say your answer. I didn't know you could do Scientology in two point campus, yeah. It's the first one, it's called Scientology instead of um, well, I think it's better to be like a riff on Scientology, but they actually do do actual science in it. Oh, it's called Scientology, is it? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, so in- very <laughs> interesting tagline. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, money wangling, I didn't realize was going to be as um, interesting to say until I got midway through saying it. And I was like, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. Um, but yeah, 
There we are. Josh, were you going to say something? Um, I was going to say Evil Genius because I know you've played that. Uh, I knew um, no one, no one else had really played it. And that sounds dastardly. Money wangling. I, I played um, it. I'm oh one God, to wangle God. money. <laughs> I like to wangle my money. Um, yeah. The... Sorry, sorry. I figured no one had played it because I think I was the only one for a period of time. It, it was. It is a strategy game question this week. Uh, I can make one for you right now. That was strategy. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of strategy. A strategy, totally. Yeah, it's a simulation-ish. I mean, have you played, uh, have you played um, Two Point Hospital? That's a fucking strategy. That Fuck fucking, me. It's hard. I played Ugh. Theme Hospital, but I've not played Two Point Hospital. It, yeah, well, that's essentially, it's, it's like the it's like Theme Hospital, but the 2023 version. Yeah. It's basically a reboot. Hard. Mm-hmm. It's uh, attending um, psychiatry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the litter that you dropped on our floor. <laughs> um, okay, that is the end of the quiz. Well done to Joshua. He has won with four points. Roscoe coming in second with three points. Cat, you had one point. Yog Dog, I'm afraid you didn't get any points this week, but there weren't any any uh, strategy questions, so you were a little bit uh, biased against, I'm afraid. He's okay. Metal Gear I should have got the Andrew yeah. one. Oh, yeah, that was unfortunate timing. You'd have given me another tiebreaker to do, and I, I can't be doing it. <laughs> but well done, Josh. Thank you. Well done, Josh. Nice work. Thank you very much, Miles. You are most welcome, good sir. Uh, right then, let's get into the news. Let's try and power through the news as quick as we can because we've got a uh, we've got a fun topic a little bit later on. Um, first up, Red Dead Redemption is on its way back. Maybe, kind of, possibly. A new logo for Red Dead Redemption has appeared on Rockstar's website amidst claims that the game could be set. For a remaster posted to Twitter by @tezfunds2, they also point out that in an update to the Rockstar website made today, a game known as Red Dead Redemption Rockstar Presents version has been added to the internal games list. It's possible this is simply an updated logo that will, that will be rolled out to digital versions of the game, bringing it in line with other Rockstar titles that also feature Rockstar Games Presents branding. However, last month, Rockstar's 13-year-old game was classified by South Korea's Game Rating and Administration Committee, which has a history of revealing upcoming titles prior to their official announcements. Red Dead Redemption was released for PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2010, but was never ported to PC. These new Korean classifications are separate to the existing ones for the original game, its Undead Nightmares collection, and Game of the Year edition. Uh, So, RDR could be making its way back in a shiny remaster, um, hopefully visually leveling it up with the likes of Red Dead 2. Uh, Your dog, you ever play Red Dead Redemption? How do you feel about this? I play. I've tried a couple of times getting to RDR two. I think I vaguely remember playing a little bit of RDR one, the um, undead one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I have. I don't have particularly strong memories of it, so I mustn't have played too much. It's cool that they're doing a remaster of it. If potentially, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it holds up against its successor. Um, because uh, control schemes and everything, I don't know how they compare between the two, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to to see exactly how good it does look with a remaster. Um, and hopefully, compared to a couple of the remasters which have launched in the last year or two, it'll actually uh actually work on PC because <laughs> this yeah. Uh, it, 
the track record recently hasn't been ideal. So um, hopefully they, they don't hit that particular stumbling block this time around. Um, what about yourself? I didn't, I didn't know that Red Dead Redemption never came to PC. I, I was thinking that it did, but I've, I'm obviously mistaken. I could have swore I saw it on a Steam page at some point, but um, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I, I mean, Red Dead, there's such a gap between Red Dead and Red Dead 2 in terms of um, visual fidelity, storytelling, um, gameplay mechanics. You know, Red Dead, Red Dead 2 is such a massive step up that going back down to Red Dead again will feel quite strange, I think. Um, unless yeah. they've, they, unless they've implemented elements from two back into one, um, which might be quite interesting. But yeah, the first one is a lot of fun. You know, it's just it's proper, just like cowboy entertainment. Whereas Red Dead Two is this big, sprawling, devastating story. Um, so you know, Red Dead Redemption certainly is a lot lighter than Red Dead Two. There is a, it's not you know, it's not the uh, the happiest story in the world, but it's certainly a lot more and a lot more light than Red Dead Two, for example. Yeah. Um, so there is more fun to be had with Red Dead, I think. So this is quite interesting. Um, I just hope that I was kind of hoping for a remake rather than a remaster because then you've sort of guaranteed that you're going to get the visual splendor that Red Dead 2 was again. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, this is not, not confirmed, but if that was the case, um, it's going to look very nice on modern PCs and consoles. That's for it, sure. It's quite interesting. It never came to PC. And I'm trying to think of other games that have done that like big titles. The only one I can think of off the top of my head, and this is a really surprising one, was Halo 5. Because mm. uh, Microsoft tends to always release their stuff on PC, but not that one. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that Red Dead never... I mean, I don't know if anyone can fact check that, but I'm just going by the article. But um, oh, yeah, that, that, does, that does surprise me. Um, Cap, are you a Red Dead fan? Is this intriguing? I am a Red Dead fan, but it doesn't intrigue me. And the reason for that is because I literally just started the game at Christmas and then I sunk about 15 hours into it. I'm absolutely in love with it. But but doing the hobby that we do and having the job that I do, I just I don't have enough time for it. And it's it's not through lack of wanting to not have time for it. Like, I love it. I've loved every second of playing it. Um it's exactly the kind of game that I really, really love and enjoy because it's so slow-paced and it invites you to be slow-paced. It invites you to take your time. It invites you to, like, walk upon the beaten path. Um, and I, yeah, the fact that the game, you know, really, really encourages you to ride everywhere and walk everywhere because of the environment, I think is amazing. Um, it's slow on purpose, and I like that, especially considering the time of the story and the time of the, the game itself and the detail that it puts into the game. Oh, I just don't have the time, but I wish I could. I just want to quit my job and play Red Dead. That's what I would do. I would quit my job and play Red Dead. Um, <laughs> but I just yeah, I don't have the time. But I, I purposely not deleted it because I want to go back into it. But now I have fear, and the fear is a certain fear where it's like, you've taken too long away from a game that you fear you might have to start over, but I'm too far in to start over and I just could fall into the same loop. But um, yeah. yeah, I wish I'd waited. If I knew this information last year, I would have waited. Kind of like when The Witcher announced that they were going to do the remaster or the remake or whatever it was. Um, you know, you wait for it, you wait for it to become a console. Um, and for Rockstar to just like drop it, I'm like, guys... <laughs> guys you always put a sale on red dead 
and I got it on sale if I remember rightly um because I borrowed it off my brother and then he only sent me one disc because this was back in the day when you know you had to have two discs mm. um so he only sent me one disc and I was like that's unhelpful thank you so much uh I'm sorry I never got to play for ages so I bought it um last Christmas and loved it but I just don't have the time for it and it's gonna be really sad that I have like my save and it's not a shiny 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 one it, it, the game holds up though like it looks amazing it looks incredible still yeah yeah it does and that's why i'm curious to see what they're going to do with this i think yeah. two gen two generations later um how they're going to make it look on par with what's out now i and guess then... yeah but then again I mean, they did it to the last of us so i mean indeed they did that, that still was held remake, up pretty well yeah. yeah that's true actually indeed and we shall I... see I don't think they're going to charge 70 quid for this Red Dead. I could be wrong. It is Rockstar, after <laughs> all. But, um, it is Rockstar. No, I reckon probably, probably well, it's 35 50 maybe. Possibly, possibly. possibly. Uh, Miles Thompson, you ready to hang Hello. out with um, Marston again? Oh, Red Dead 1 is still my favourite one. Like I really like the story of Red Dead 2, and I think Arthur is a great protagonist. Um, protagonist. Um, but Red Dead 1 just... I think I liked the more arcadey feel of it of like it's got its realistic aspects, but it also lent into a lot more of like the sillier stuff. Um, and the gameplay I found was just more fun, but especially at that time, because I was also younger. Um, it's just a great game. And I think now that Red Dead 2 is out and I've got to be very careful about any kind of spoilers or story territory, because obviously some people still haven't finished it. Cat. Um <laughs> I think the story in Red Dead 1 is now going to be that much more impactful um, when you finished Red Dead 2. So it kind of does make sense for Rockstar to bring RDR 1 um, back to the limelight again, because I think it was massively appreciated at the time, but I think now it would be even more appreciated for what it is. Um, I think the remaster will need to do some pretty strong stuff just to get it up to you know where the standards are now or at least semi close to what would be expected but i don't think like you mentioned i don't think it's going to be a last of us part one kind of style remake i think it's going to be much more of like a uplifting the original graphics just to make them look nice and shiny for what they are um because you said the same the game still does look very good even by today's standards which is a testament to the work they put in 13 years ago um i love rdr1 i think I am getting a bit tired of remasters and remakes and stuff, but equally, this one will sucker me in, and I'm not even going to pretend otherwise. Like the idea of going back to that world and having that time again just is super appealing. Um, and yeah, it makes sense while they're working on GTA 6 to have something just to fill out their lineup and make some money in the interim. So it's a good business decision, and I think it will give the fans what they want as well. So it's kind of a no brainer. So you don't want that Dino Crisis remake then? I do, but that's Capcom, and they're never going to give it to me. They're just going to release Exoprimals 2, 3, 4, and 6 before well, I ever see a Dino Crisis. It's amazing. They, they have said this week they're releasing a game this winter that will sell millions. Yeah, it's it's not going to be Dino. It's going to be it. Dino. It's going to be I, Dino Crisis. I, I can't do it, Roscoe. I can't get my hopes up. I can't. <laughs> I'll just I'll end up too sad if it's not. So I'm not gonna. I've had I've had my fill. I got my Metal Gear. Life has given me what I needed. So I can't ask for Dino Crisis, but I will hope. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Yeah, um, I do. I, I agree. I'm with, I, I appreciate the uh, the lighter side of Red Dead Redemption in comparison to its uh, sequel. Um, it's it's like Vice City compared to GTA 4, isn't it? 100%. It's just got that. It's just got that. The vibe is exactly the same. Um, but yeah, 
it's going to be yeah, interesting. I haven't played Red Dead One for years, so I'm gonna. I would like to jump back in. It's been a while. Yeah, I looked at my um. So Red Dead One, I think was like my tenth platinum or something that I got when trophies became a thing. And I looked it up today, and it was 13 years ago this month that I got the platinum for it, and that just seems absolutely wild to me. Wow, horrifying. <laughs> Crazy times. I hope it's in. My only hope for this is that it's in house. Because we saw what happened to the remasters of three and Vice City and San Andreas, didn't we? Oh god, they were hideous. They were so bad. They, they were can't so bad. They can't screw it up as badly as that. Surely they can't. Well, they gave it to a random studio, didn't they? And yes, um, if they have anything about them, they'll go. Well, that was a bad idea. Let's <laughs> let's redo Red Dead in house, and we'll just get out. Yeah, let's not do that again. Let's do it properly this time, and make sure that it's not an absolute dumpster fire like it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, do you want to finish this one off? How do you feel about a possible Red Dead remaster? Um, I just echo everyone else's sentiments, um, especially the whole sort of... Um, there was some realism, but it was it was arcade enough to be just an enjoyable game regardless. Um, uh, if we go back to it, I'm more excited for Red Dead Online than maybe just replaying the story, um, just because it was fun, a lot faster to get around and uh, just play games with your friends in it. Um, Red Dead 2's online feels really arduous and slow and boring. Um, so it would be good to good to form a group of cowboys together for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll reserve judgment till anything else is uh, seen from it because like you guys said about the uh, remakes, although... They are, they they did go from PS2 to uh, current consoles, so there's we've got a whole generation ahead to make it look a little bit nicer, maybe easier to kind of change around and make look better as well. I mean, if PC modders can do it pr- with pretty much every game they can touch, then Rockstar have um, are bound to get it. Um, my only worry is uh, uh, they're going through all these remasters and uh, cycles of their different games. Um, but we're not getting new games. And I'm just thinking, like, what, <laughs> is GTA 6, like, costing an absolute arm and a leg and they just have to rehash their old IPs to, like, just fund the continuation of the development for them? Yeah, um, I mean, well, you know, you know, Rockstar game cycles, development cycles, are always fairly long. You know, there's always six to, at least six to seven years between Red Dead and Red Dead 2. And... As we know right now, 10 years between five and six. So, you know, I don't think that's, I think they might as well, in the interim, throw out these little remasters. I don't think there's, unless they're working on Red Dead 3 alongside GTA 6 as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the time that it's taken doesn't worry me. It's just the, the volume is which they're putting things out to keep. You know, keep the the conversation going about their company is what is because I think GTA Online state of player base and playability has absolutely plummeted um, re- in recent uh, times. I think ever since they just stopped the sort of adding of content with it, um, it's dropped dramatically in quality and server space and player base and hackers and all that so yeah i, I don't know I, I just feel like rockstar are making odd decisions and i hope 
they're not going to sully a really great game from a couple of generations ago for a bit of extra cash. That's But that's just one person having thoughts and opinions. <laughs> well, there's one thing they don't need is extra cash right now. Um, so hopefully they're doing it for... Look at look how cool we can make Red Dead still the love. reasons. Yeah. yeah, the love, the preservation of the games and and whatnot. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the nicer way to think about it. But I, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm not even someone that played the remasters of the GTA's, but the treatment of that, like, yeah, I, I know it's a. Di- I know it's a separate studio, um, and you, you just wouldn't do that in the first place if you really loved your own work um, and you had respect for your own work. Uh, you just do it and do it justice. Um, uh, so yeah, the how upgraded is it going to look? Oh, I don't really care as long as it can play on a nice console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my biggest wish for Rockstar is that they never fell out with Team Bondi and we got like Eleanor two down the road. Oh, um, oh, that would that would be phenomenal. That think would someone, be the dream. I think yeah, someone it's never ever going to happen, but uh, it's. Uh, it's. I really wish it did because I really fell in love with the Lenoir. Oh yeah, I, I platinumed that one, and I brought the definitive edition and realised uh, how how long of a game it is, and I've got other games. I didn't continue, but yeah, that was phenomenal. I think someone tweeted this week about facial animations, but it's still being so impressive. And I don't think don't think many games have done that level of sort of detail since in a open world game. No, I remember the last time I played it was maybe a couple of years, three or four years ago when it came out on Switch. Yeah. And it the facial animation still blew me away then. It's mm. it, it's incredible technology and it was just never used again. Once Team Bondi just took their technology and went, right, fuck you, Rockstar, we're off. And that was it. And like, you know, it makes it makes uh, Noir stand out in time was this like one one and done miracle game, which was just never improved upon and <laughs> sort of never sequelized. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Eleanor 2 would have been nice. But there you go, that's not going to happen. So Red Dead Redemption Remasters it is. That's what we get instead. Never mind, eh? Could be worse. Could be Table Tennis Remastered, I suppose. There are there is a definite audience for that. There's a great story behind that, about why they made that. I think it was originally meant to be a an engine demo, which went like totally OTT, and they went, you know what, let's just release it. And they just released this random table tennis game in the middle of GTA three yeah. and four. What was it like? Um, like a tech test for the new kind of console generation or something? I presumably, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, they they loved table tennis so much in the studio that they made a tech demo for it and then ended up making a game for it. There's nice. a great there's a great story about it somewhere. I remember studying it for my media journalism course in college, and it was um it was fascinating. Anyway, um I did say let's crack on, man. I'm the one that's doing all the talking, so apologies. Uh, let's see what's next. Ubisoft have cancelled the sequel to Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Um, this is uh, Andy Robinson over at VGC. Uh, not a lot to go on, but you know, it's kind of all in the headline, really. Ubisoft have cancelled plans for a sequel to 2020's mythological, myth- mythological apologies, open-world adventure game, Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's according to multiple development sources who told VGC anonymously that a follow-up game was in early development. 
but company leadership ultimately decided to cancel it earlier this month due to the perceived challenges around establishing the IP. The original Immortals, which was originally developed by Assassin's Creed Odyssey Studio Ubisoft Quebec, received generally favorable reviews. Ubisoft have confirmed and said Ubisoft have responded to the story and said it's reallocating, sorry for my reading this evening, reallocating some creative teams and resources within the Quebec studio. As part of our global strategy, we are redirecting and reallocating some creative teams and resources within the Quebec studio to other unannounced projects, etc., etc., etc. So, no more Immortals, no more original IP coming from Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, you played Immortals. I know you're a, a somewhat uh, cool with it. I was as well. I thought it was a, a really fun game. Um, what do you make of this sad news? And are you looking forward to the 14 Assassin's Creed projects they have? on the go right now <laughs> um sorry i you said 40 billion wrong um i was one of those people who loved the look of immortals but never actually played it and then not so long ago the demo came available on the ps5 and then i played the demo because i was going to buy it outright because for me just immortals look like such a good game i was like that looks so like fucking sick and my friends were like yeah no it's sick you should play it it's such a game and i was like yeah a little bit of puzzle a little bit of like exploration reminds me a little bit of breath of the wild you know i'm sure um just by looking at it, i've not played breath of the wild but um yeah played the demo and i just didn't care <laughs> just, i was so disappointed I I really did feel what like people like Miles feel with like Atomic Heart or like where Tobes has been like playing a game and and he's been so psyched for it for like months and then it just yeah I really felt that like heart drop I was like this is fucking boring and then yeah so I'm not that sad about it because I feel like it was fantastic marketing on that point um that suckered me in and I'm really glad I only played the demo because that would have sucked but it was going really cheaply to be fair um they put a good price point on it so am i sad about it no is it a shame of course it is um do i care about assassin's creed no i do need to get into assassin's creed because the assassin's creed formula is my kind of game but i've got red dead and the witcher free to finish before i ever touch an assassin's creed game again so yeah well you were the right person to go to first weren't you (laughs) <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so no, sorry. no, it's just I, I remember someone saying they played Immortals and I liked it. I, 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 I think I wanted to. I want like I wanted about it. I like I really, really wanted to play it for a really, really long time, and I constantly did say that. And then I played the demo, and I was like, "This sucks." Mm, okay, let, me see, let me see if I can reword <laughs> the question for someone else. Um, <laughs> Myers, you yourself had an original IP, and now they've ditched it, and now there's 40 billion Assassin's Creed games in development. Thoughts? What a surprise. <laughs> not like Ubisoft to ditch an original IP, is it? No, I'm kidding. Um, well, I'm also not kidding because it's kind of Ubisoft's MO at this stage. I think they've kind of given up this whole pretense of that they're going to try and create new exciting IPs, which is a shame because I think when Ubisoft have actually hit it well, they actually can make some really cool games. Um, and back in the day, they used to come out with some really interesting stuff. And it doesn't yeah. look like we're going to be getting any of that anytime soon, ever. Assassin's Creed um, was an original IP once. Yeah, back in the day. So was Far Cry. You know, Far Cry 2 was very odd in a new direction. Like, they even used to take risks with the series that they had, where they would try, like, a different direction. Even Origins was a bit of a shift in direction. And, you know, they used to try things. Now they're just kind of saying, we can't be bothered to try anything. We know you'll all buy Assassin's Creed, so we're just going to keep giving them to you. So keep giving us money. And, I mean, it works. Like, at the end of the day, 
they wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't effective. And I think on that article, it did say like uh, Phoenix Rising only sold uh, like 30% of what Valhalla sold. And like business wise, it does just make sense when you have a series which is this popular and will sell. The problem is they went through a bit of a funk with Assassin's Creed for a while and then they had to rebrand it into Origins because the sales were starting to fall. And I really worry that with all the projects that they're doing for it, they're going to run up into the same issue headfirst. It's like they've not learned any lessons from that. Um, I am excited for Mirage, um, but that's because it's gone back to the old formula, not their new formula. And I fear that a lot of the newer games that are going to come out after Mirage will not be the old formula. Um and I think there's just so much competition, as Kat alluded to, of like, there are so many massive open world games that eat up 60 to 100 hours of your time each time. And I just think that Ubisoft's games have so much more competition now than they ever used to do that I just don't think it's going to work as successfully over the long term as what they're hoping it will. Um, Valhalla and odyssey seem like a real turning point for a lot of people like myself of they're just too big and they're not filled with good content especially after i played the witcher 3 i was like oh it's an open world with fun shit to do everywhere this is cool um and yeah if you think of like cyberpunk in its state now you know starfield's coming out we just have a lot of very good games um that are offering more so I would like Ubisoft to actually start trying to do something original and creative because I actually do appreciate it. Like, where are the Far Cry, like, Blood Dragons? Where are those games? Like, they were wicked. Give us more of those kind of projects and people will lap them up. Um, so I'm not hugely enthused by the news, but I'm also not surprised it seems to be Ubisoft's way now, which is a mm. shame because Phoenix Rising certainly did have a little audience and it's sad that they're not going to get to follow up a good game it wasn't amazing but it was good and it's a shame that that's going to be lost it wasn't amazing but it was a nice little twist on the breath of the wild formula with Assassin's creed elements and you know roguelike elements and puzzles and it was just it was just it it was a fun time i never completed it but it was a fun time um and yeah of cells do all the talking but it was it's a shame that hasn't that didn't garner an audience because there is something there for like zelda fans who don't have a switch you know what i mean yeah, it definitely. Was, it was absolutely that game. And uh, yeah, you know, but hey, <laughs> we can play Assassin's Creed until the sun burns out of the fucking sky. So, I mean, Woo! <laughs> hooray. Yeah, I can't wait for Assassin's Creed Infinity, where it's just all of the Assassin's Creeds thrown together. So you can replay more Assassin's Creed because you always need more Assassin's Creed in your life at all times. No, they'll just rename themselves to Assassin's Creed devs. I yeah, honestly, at this stage, there might as well just be the Assassin's Creed Company with Rainbow Six Siege still being supported. Like that should be their new name. <laughs> yeah, there's no word on a new Far Cry either, is there? No, no Far Cry, no Division, no Watchdogs, no right. anything. It is all Assassin's Creed, baby. Oh, fuck me. We are on that Ezio train, and none of us are ever getting off. <laughs> I am excited for Mirage, but I need a break from Assassin's Creed every now and then. Hundred percent. Um, and this is not going to help. And if I, if 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 I don't get my like three yearly hit of Far Cry, I'm gonna cry, <laughs> big time. There is no escaping this, Roscoe. There is no escaping Assassin's uh... Creed. It is it is everything now. Also, Beyond Good and Evil Two. You know, we'll get that maybe. Hey, we'll get Skull and Bones at some point. <laughs> Which is also Assassin's Creed Four reskinned. I wonder how many times they've gone. Can we just fucking cancel Skull and Bones? I'm so sick of Skull and Bones. What's it's not so Assassin's funny? Creed at all. It's just so funny that they like signed that deal with the Philippine government, so they have to release it at some point. They actually have to by contractual law. 
but they just are not. They're just refusing to until they have to. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, Josh, um, the innards of Ubisoft right now are looking very Assassin's Creedy. Um, are you with Miles? Are you hoping that they will that one day down the line they'll sort of go back to being a little more risky and testing the waters with different ideas, such as Immortals: Phoenix Rising? I mean, never say never. However, Assassin's Creed is forever. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I'm getting that tattooed. <laughs> that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i just see it as probably their only ip that is making any money um and uh obviously the team looks like they're going to be rejigged to new assassin's creed projects i mean it says unannounced but it's kind of easy to assume that it's going to be more assassin's creed stuff because that's all we know about at the moment from ubisoft um and yeah i mean they took a punt on Immortals Phoenix Rising, kind of riding off the coattails of Breath of the Wild. And maybe they saw Tears of the Kingdom and thought, fuck. Well, we got away with it the first time. We're not going to get away with it for the second time now. By rock- <laughs> by... Yeah. They, they've just put a, a game with the same map, but made it better somehow. And yeah, they probably just, <laughs> at the moment, they're probably looking at uh, the fiscal years and just thinking, what can we trim the fat on? that will just kind of make us a profitable business by the end of it. And they were just like, yes, the Animus and the Assassin's Creed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sad state of the company at the moment, I think. Um, like you guys were talking about Far Cry, like even that sounds dubious these days because i don't know how far how well far cry 5 did i mean it got a game of the year edition without a single game of the year award very impressive um, yourself very impressive so they, they're doing something right they must be um but yeah uh, yeah it's just it's it's hard to call um there, there was a heyday for sure and i think a lot of kind of the stuff that's happened to them in the, in the history, like the attempt of a hostile takeover and this and that, and all the news about them, you know, of sexual misconduct and hiding it. And it just, I think it's, it's maybe just coming to the end. I think Mirage might do okay, but not good enough for them. And then we'll see what even the planned uh, Assassin's Creed projects will be like after Mirage. Um, on whether or not we're going to get more cancellations. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see every single one of these Assassin's Creed games? No. No. Um, I feel like Code Red is the strongest one at the moment on kind of getting its uh, feet on the ground. Um, I think uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Last Ronin and stuff like that are games that I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is out and everyone loved it. Um, the Last Ronin is coming out, looks great. Um, and so there is an audience for these games where they can thrive. Um, but uh, people aren't happy about the story where that's going to um, kind of basically being a story that's done to death by Western teams. Um, so, yeah, it. Uh, Code Red is kind of the only one that I'm going to... I'll put money on seeing. VR, maybe. 
But apart from that, um, it's looking, I think it looks pretty ropey. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Yogog, any thoughts on this? I'm going to finish this one off. I think Ubisoft are fucked. Um, I don't think they're going to be around for more than the next few years, uh, in their current form at least. Um, they're pairing back their projects to just Assassin's Creed and putting all their eggs in that basket, which is fine. Assassin's Creed is successful. It's a fun series. I can completely understand their viewpoint on that. But if it goes wrong with Assassin's Creed, if it's not as successful as they'd like, and uh, I think a couple of the others have alluded to more um, competition nowadays, um, and they're not really going to draw massive amounts of new fans in because like the vast majority of gamers already know about Assassin's Creed. They either love it or not. They're not going to offer alternative games to for others to enjoy if they don't necessarily like Assassin's Creed. So they're limiting their user base in many ways. Um, and the chronic mismanagement, which we've seen in recent years, uh, both in terms of the various scandals, um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, what was the other one uh, which they've had in... Oh, Skull and Bones, we even talked about it a second ago. Yeah. Um, like, it's not looking good from the outside in. And... But lest we forget, they did win awards for Mario Rabbids. <laughs> lest we forget, <laughs> your dog. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I think they're in a really good position moving forward. They've got an award-winning strategy <laughs> game, uh, which is ahead of everything in its genre. Uh, they've got Assassin's Creed, which everyone loves without exception. And, um, yeah, it's looking very rosy for them moving forward. Absolutely. Get on, Ubisoft. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting time. Um, again, I just I need I need Far Cry to continue because I know they're not the best games in the world, but hey, I love them and uh, that series gets me through when when it comes out. Um, if you do want to play Immortals: Phoenix Rising, um, if you have a PlayStation Plus Premium subscription, you can play it right now because it's up on there. Um, and it is a good time. It is a good time. It's funny. Um, there's lots of conversations that's kind of like it's kind of narrated by uh, by two gods. I think it's Zeus and another one. And it's very funny, um, in some in in regards. So, yeah, check it out, check it out, and then wonder why there wasn't a sequel, even though we've just spent the last twenty minutes explaining why there wasn't a sequel. Uh, finally, the Switch Two is due next Christmas. Who would have seen this coming? I think we called this a long time ago, but it looks like there's a little bit more uh, news coming from VGC. They got an exclusive on this today, so well done to them. Mr. Andy Robinson says development kits for Nintendo's next console are now with key partner studios with a launch planned for next year, so to VGC. According to multiple people with knowledge of the next-gen console plans, the company is likely to release new hardware during the second half of 2024 to ensure that it has ample stock available on day one and to avoid the kind of shortages seen with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S. Although specific details on that the console are being closely guarded, those VGC spoke to indicated that the next-gen console would be able to be used in portable mode similar to, to the Nintendo Switch. Two sources spoke to suggested the console could launch with an LCD screen instead of the more premium OLED in order to bring down costs, especially considering the increased storage needed for high-fidelity games. 
The current Switch comes with just 32 gigabyte of internal memory, while many current PS and Xbox games are over 100 gig. Like its predecessor, the new console will accept physical games via cartridge, sources say. And there's a bit more about that in terms of backwards compatibility. They want anyone who had a Switch to easily go straight over to this new console and stuff like that. And another more confirmation that it may be out next Christmas. Um, so, yeah, Switch 2. It's about darn time, is it not, uh, Josh Thompson? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, God, what was it, 2016, 2017 that the Switch came 17, out? I think, yeah. 17. Um, obviously, we've had the OLED, which is kind of the only upgrade. Um, but I think some people have had Umbridge with it, kind of just upgrading the portable side of things, having the uh, OLED screen. Um, I love it. I, I love playing the games on it, especially handheld. The colours really pop. Um, but it is a little bit outdated in terms of hardware. Um, and it was kind of outdated on launch anyway. Um, I know Nintendo games definitely don't go for high fidelity or um, anything that kind of what the, you know, the peers do like Xbox and PlayStation because um, they have a strong sense of art style in all of their games. Um, but that it must be ticking on a little bit in terms of like just being able to run games. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that when people were reviewing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, they were just shocked at how they could maintain a 30 frames per second whilst running so many little systems in the game um, on top of having such a massive map that had quite a decent draw distance um, that it felt like a technical feat for uh, Nintendo to actually pull it off and be decent at it. Um, But with that, I think comes the end of an era for Nintendo Switch in terms of what they can do. Um, And they've probably been thinking ahead for a while uh, with this, and it sounds like they have kind of had plans for a long time. And rumours have been circulating for at least two years now. Um, to the point where people expect a Nintendo Switch 2 announcement every single time they kind of do a a press or an Indie World or a Nintendo Direct. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I could expect from a 2 in terms of how well it will, how much better it could be um, and what they could do to keep themselves relevant. Because I think for me, the switch in in particular it's it's just an indie machine um it it thrives on playing smaller games um it's kind of the lane that they've taken kind of a lot of the control on um they're really good at uh, releasing physical games even if they're smaller um and to see them pivot potentially is i don't know it's a bit it could it can end up being a little bit sad that they'll maybe neglect the indie side of, of what they've kind of cultivated for a while now. Um, I know PC kind of still has it, has it as a realm of most people can play pretty much every indie game on PC, and uh, but Nintendo Switch, I'd say, are second in that running on the support. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe we get Nintendo Switch 2 that also has like a Nintendo DS functionality of a flip phone because why not why not indeed 
two screens. Mm. Nintendo Switch two screens. Nintendo Switch two screens. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like the sound of that. Um, Yog, are you going to buy a Switch two? Nope. Okay, Miles. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what it is there nothing Nintendo can do to convince you? No, it's just I can't afford one. Uh, and if I were to buy a console, it'd be a PlayStation of some sort. And even that's going to have to wait because I need a PC first. So you've not got a PlayStation yet. I've got a PS3 and a PS4. But, we're now uh, we're now we're into the podcast, and you still haven't bought a PS5. Is it in the yes, basket yet? Nope. Oh. N- not even quit the link. Oh come on! You got to at least click the link. But. <sighs> Wow, three payments of £133. Oh, it's so cheap. Pence. So cheap. You can spread that across three months. It's crazy. Crazy times. Uh, must resist. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend will literally, literally kill me in my sleep if I try and buy one. Yeah, yeah. Until you play Tetris Effect together. And then you'll fall in love again. She, she doesn't play video games. <laughs> My girlfriend didn't play video games. I showed her Tetris Effect and she didn't stop playing it for fucking months. She wants to play Spyro. Spyro was on PS5. You can get the whole darn collection. That might be my avenue in, but um... yeah, it's good. It's it, it's 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 a good way in. You get the trilogy. It's got a weird camera angle, made me feel quite sick. I don't know why, but. That's just me. That's just me. It didn't happen to anyone else. I don't think. It's there. <laughs> this podcast can't... is getting expensive. Cat may even have it on physical. She may even just lend it to you for a while. I mean, you may you may um, not have to buy it. Unfortunately, do not have it on physical. Oh. Um, but but your girlfriend's got good taste because Spyro is an excellent game. Uh, it's not yeah, Ross, I do see what you kind of mean with the sickness, but it didn't make me feel really sick. It was just really jarring for like the first hour. I was a bit like, whoa! But then like, I did get I think I just forced myself to get used to it. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, the, the last video game she played was in the 90s and it was Spyro, so... Um... There you go, tell her to play the new one. Uh, I guess we turn into Switch, other than for monetary <laughs> reasons. Um... Would you like us to be quiet about the PS5 now? <laughs> no it's fine um, so the problem with the Switch for me is the vast majority of the games I would play are multi-platform so I can just get on a more preferable platform and I'm not really massively or at all interested in Nintendo exclusives so um, I don't see the point in getting a Switch because of that are you saying you're not a Mario fan? I Yes, I am saying that I am not a Mario fan. Wow. Well, there we go. Could have fooled me. <laughs> That's why you need to follow that link and get yourself a PS5. Oh, don't make me do it. I'm not making you do anything. Don't blame me you're, for this. You're just trying to convince me over the stage, uh, over the course of I'm this. I'm just uh, saying. Right now, it's a very, very, very good time to do it. Because it's going to go up again before Christmas, and it'll be a sad day. And you can pay you can take this with no interest. That won't even go up, these three interest-free payments. You know what I mean? Just get it, just, just make it happen. But I'm not making you do anything, all right? 
<laughs> I'm, easy, I'm just saying. Now's a good time to do it. Let's move on. Uh, Miles Thompson, Switch 2. How are you feeling about it? Is next year the right time for it? Um, should, should we have had one already? Yeah, I think we probably should have one. Should have had one sooner, um, just given the power of the Switch. But then Nintendo just don't miss at the moment. Like the Switch has continued to sell mega numbers. Like it's been ridiculous how well this console has done. And so I think in some ways it's just allowed them to bide their time for as long as possible to develop the Switch to to whatever kind of preference they want to. But also they're kind of they like getting in the middle of the Xbox and PlayStation cycles, and 2024 would be roughly around the halfway cycle point. So they're kind of following the usual pattern of hitting the big two in the middle of their cycles. And it's worked for them with the Switch. So they have no reason to change tactics. And the thing is, Nintendo has their audience, it has their fan base, and they aren't going anywhere. They don't trade Nintendo to go over to the other um ecosystems. So they kind of have like a safety in that. Um, I think the properties of the Switch 2, how powerful it is and all that kind of thing are going to be important but as they show with the Switch it doesn't really matter to Nintendo's fan base, they will buy this console in a lot of numbers and they'll release all of their mega hits in terms of their premium IPs and it will just work because it always does for Nintendo Um, I'm not the target audience I've when was the last time? I owned an N64 and I think I owned a Wii and those are the only two Nintendo consoles I've ever owned. So mm. they're not really gunning for people like me. And are you telling me think... you never played the award-winning Mario Rabbids? I, I haven't played the award-winning Mario Rabbids, the game of the year 2022 version. Um, I'm oh. afraid I haven't. Which is sad, because I think, you know, it probably is a very good strategy game, better than all the others released last year. A- apparently so. Apparently Appa- so. I mean, according to critics and fans, it is indeed the uh, the best game that came out last year in the strategy yeah. genre. That's what um, I <laughs> How much are we going to milk this? I love it. Um, um, So yeah, I feel like Nintendo know what they're doing and they've called it right with the Switch in the first place. And I think with the releases that they've had in the last kind of couple of years, they've shown that there was enough life in the Switch to keep it going for as long as possible. And yeah, I think they've just bought themselves time to get the Switch 2 out at the peak opportunity um when sony and xbox have kind of done a lot of their stuff and are then midway through a cycle and are moving towards their next consoles um they can be the exciting console release for the next four years so it makes sense in its own weird way um mm. and somehow their developers work absolute magic in making games like tears of the kingdom actually work on a switch so you know if they upgrade the hardware enough the capability of what those developers will be able to do with those ips on a switch 2 would be pretty special so i just think nintendo are a great company they run themselves incredibly well i have a lot of respect for them and in an age where we've got you know massive companies laying people off and then boasting of millions of pounds of profit nintendo's executives don't have massive bonuses they cut their own wages instead of firing people i just really respect nintendo as a company and i want them to succeed on that basis even if i'm not part of their ecosystem so Mm. yeah i think it'll work i think they know what they're doing yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. The thing is, it is the next console after a successful one. And yeah. If we go back, we had the N64, which, you know, Gang- smashed it. Gangbusters, yeah. Gangbusters, a legend. The GameCube didn't do so well. It was a good console, though. It, it was a great console. It was a bloody <laughs> brilliant console. But yeah. it was just like, you know, then, and then the Wii came around, and we know what the Wii did. Yeah, we all know what the Wii did. And then the Wii U. 
yeah, we don't talk about the Wii U. We just don't talk no. about it. It's just, so, it didn't happen. Then we got the Switch. Gangbusters. As we know. So, this needs to break the cycle, whatever it's going to be. I think it will. I think they know what they're doing now. And I think they've hopefully learned those lessons from the Wii U of taking too many unnecessary risks with the console. Um, and they're onto a winner with the Switch, like the actual design and the thought of it. Just, you know, Sony's releasing their handheld and it doesn't hold a candle to it. Um, the Steam Deck has done well, but it still hasn't shifted the Switch as being like the dominant console. Like they're onto a winner and that gold mine, I think they're going to mine for a little bit longer. So I think that they'll be all right. I think the Switch, the idea of a Switch will be the standard now for all of their consoles. Yeah. Um, the, tablet thing, you know. It was a great idea, and they just they capitalized on it at just the right time. And um, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be able to emulate it as well as Nintendo have done, which is fair play to them. Absolutely. Um, Kat, I'm going to throw you the hard question. Um, Go for it. What would you like to see in a Switch 2? What upgrade? What From your Switch, is there anything oh. where when you're on the Switch and you're like, oh, I wish this was different? What is what are those things? You know what? That's so tricky to answer because they've kind of like I don't pick up my Switch anymore really unless it's for a review game. And I don't know why that is. I I just don't genuinely don't know. Uh because they've sorted the controller thing out. It's screen cast to your TV. Like without being mo up Josh is like, I know, I know. <laughs> I know I'd want to be different. Um Oh, it's tricky. I would, I would like to see not shitey uh, joystick drift. Would be nice. Yes, um, that would be nice. That would be nice because that was the thing that happened within like the first year. I would like there to be enough for everybody because the Switch was also one of those consoles that nobody could get for a really fucking long time, and mm -hmm. then that happened in COVID when no one could get a Switch. Um, other than that. It's tricky to say what I would want different with the Switch just because I don't pick it up as much. I think that is probably best answered by Josh, who uses it much more. The Switch gives me neck ache, and I just don't know how I would fix that because it casts your TV, so I've got nothing to whinge about, really. <laughs> so This is not yeah. a hardware thing, but I like themes. The Switch home screen is boring as fuck, right? That's so true. Yeah, that's so true. I would like something to look at whilst I'm browsing the games. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's so. It's very um clinical, isn't it? It's very like, like it's like you're choosing your coffee. <laughs> it's like they have they have the options in these in the, in the settings, but it's dark or bright. It's like right. Okay. Yeah. Give me a Mario theme that's like got the Mario running in the background, and you know that'd be fun. Like, yeah, um... that'd be cute actually. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. That'll be my answer. Just a little thing like that. I think. <laughs> Uh, Sorry Josh. for not having no, 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 a very no. good answer to that. <laughs> it's fine. I did say it was it, it was a hard question. <laughs> uh, Josh, what, what are um, you thinking? If it's a continuation on of the Switch, I'd like it to feel more ergonomic in your hand when you're playing it. Um, most most of it is solved by third party stuff where you have like the shoulders to make it easier in your hand, so you're not aching when you're playing it. Yes. Um, but more, a more ergonomic design, similar to like how the Steam Deck has already done it, just off the bat, kind of a, a better holding controller, um, see, seeing as it is half a portable game player. Um, I'd like to see, yeah, like a better designed uh, portable version. 
Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. It's flat, isn't it? The one thing about the Switch yeah, is very flat. It's it's flat and it's wide, and my hands ache playing it portable for too long. Yeah, I I would do on that. Um, rather, let's get into um the the uh, topic. I think we've talked about this before, but I think it was a while ago. Um, in the spirit of the very fancy Spider-Man Two PS Five becoming available to pre-order this week, uh, which is now sold out, and if you want two bits of plastic for your PS5. You're going to have to pay £130 for them on eBay. Hooray! Thank you, scalpers, you assholes. But it got me thinking about limited edition consoles and stuff that we've had in the past and ones that we've gone for. And I was I threw it out to the group. I was curious what limited edition consoles have they jumped for in the past. And I'm curious to see which ones um, get mentioned because there is a nice variety of random consoles out there um, for all sorts of systems. It's not so much prevalent now, but Generations ago, it was it was definitely the the, uh, the done thing. So we're going to go back a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with um, Kat. Gosh, um, I was just checking. Oh, I, I, I was right. There was once upon a time a Pikachu uh, Nintendo GameCube. Is this what you mean? Like one hour? Yeah, yeah. The limited, yeah, 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 yeah. and oh, I I've... wanted it so desperately badly, but obviously, like at the time, I was too young. Um, but like even the controller fucking slaps. Like the controller has like brown buttons, and it has like, yeah. But there was like a Pikachu themed GameCube, and that's the one I really wanted. No, and it had a really really nice controller. It was bright yellow, and it had like Pikachu in the middle. And brown buttons to like, you know, do his little ears. Oh. I remember. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's probably. Awesome. Yeah, that's probably my my go to top pick. Did you ever have a limited edition console? Or did you uh, stick with the OGs? No. I've no. always stuck with the OGs. Yeah, no, I've always stuck with it. Yeah, for yeah, no, I've always stuck with the OGs. I thought you were going to say the N sixty four Pikachu. I'm going to just put a picture of that in our. Uh podcast slack because that thing oh. that thing was freaking wild is it that one that i actually mean oh wait oh no 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 but that is cute yeah no, no, no. i was talking <laughs> about the actual like brown and yellow one the yellow gamecube yeah. um but yeah no i have not had a limited edition but that's my that's my top pick i thought that was really, really cool i'd like to see more stuff like that i'd love to see like ps5 take on more plates and stuff like that like the spider-man one is sick but like they shut there was like a company that was making really really cool plates and then slowly shut them down like two yeah. years ago and then it was like well fucking do it then like do it <laughs> or let them do it like they've obviously got the knack for it they were making some really cool plates um and it's like oh you're profiting off of our fuck off sony just like draw <laughs> just like make a partnership with them then if you're not too lazy to fucking do it like, let them do it. It's oh, it annoys me. Like, don't shut them down and not do anything with that idea, which people obviously really liked. Yeah. The problem is they are doing it now and charging £55 for the privilege. True, but then they've got limited edition. Like, they've said the Spider-Man thing might not even be... um, Like, not everybody's going to get one and they don't think they'll restock them. So it's like, That's... cool, so you're just doing the exact same thing that you did with PS5s. £55 for two bits of plastic. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, uh, Miles, limited edition systems. Did you have any? Uh, I've never actually owned a limited edition one, despite how much I've always wanted to. Oh, um, God, this I, is going well, this one. I, I'm and, glad I brought this topic to the table. 
I know, I'm really sad. I did come very close to getting the Darth Vader Star Wars Battlefront one. Um, and I think I just couldn't afford it at the time. But otherwise, that would have been in my repertoire and I would have absolutely adored it. Um, and the Witcher 3 Geralt one is also dope. Um, I think that was an Xbox console. Um, so, yeah, there's some really cool ones I've wanted to. And I think in future, I do plan to invest in some fancy limited edition one. Maybe a Metal Gear Solid Delta, if it happens to have one, which it won't. But... Yeah, I just want like mm. the right one, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. Uh, Josh, uh, I've got a couple. Cool. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple. Um, the last one I got was not necessarily because of the game, um, but because I wanted a semi-upgrade for the game that came out. That was, um, and that was Death Stranding. Um, I got the ah, PS4 yeah. Pro. Um, I think it's quite a, light, a sleek, nice design. It's got like the, the oily handprints on it and it looks a bit like an Oreo. Um, but yeah, I, I got that. Uh, and I, alongside that, I pretty much got everything Death Stranding, collector's edition, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a fanboy for that one. Mm. Um, I also had the Game Boy SP with the tribals um, on it. If anyone oh, remembers that. Yeah. Oh man, that was massive, wasn't it? Yeah, that was massive. Um, that was a real like uh chain round your jeans, um limp biscuit type of uh Game Boy that one. <laughs> um and I don't know if it is or not, but I had the black GameCube and I it's not like uh like a specific edition, but I think it is like a like a spe- not like a sort of limited edition one where it's not quite I got that boxed in with uh, Pokemon Coliseum. Oh, um, nice. So I think that was that was limited at the time. Um but yeah, I think what you posted in the Slack the N64 that was the Pikachu is an awesome one. Um more recently the 500 million PS4 Pro I just I thought that looked amazing um, mm. when it came out, um, and that one specifically goes for so much money. Um, you would have been able to buy four of them if you bought one. Um, uh, what else did I like? I could, do you know what? I, I really like what um, Final Fantasy and Yakuza have done with some game consoles like the PS3s. Um, I just find them very sleek. But Yakuza in particular, it was like a white console, but then it had like a silvery white accent of dragons on it, and it just looked amazing. Um, those are my favourite ones. Nice, nice, yeah. The um, the simple ones are a little bit the better ones, aren't they? Yeah, it's clean, I like the sleek yeah. designs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, your dog, you had any special edition systems? I wish I could say that I have, but I haven't. I guess the closest I've come is uh, the case for my computers, only 600 of them. Um, but no, I've never had any like special consoles or anything. Wow, cool. I'm really glad I brought this topic to the table today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I had something to add. No, it's all right. Have I mean, you got any, Ross? Well, thanks for asking. I have a long, long checkered history with limited edition consoles. Um, well, no, not really. It was kind of more just the Xbox 360 era. Um, mm. I've spoken on the pod before. I went through, in my generation, I went through 10 Xbox 360s. Um, wow. three, of, three of which red-ringed. 
Um, two I bought because they were limited editions, and uh, four I just traded when I got bored with them, um, and then I wanted them back. <laughs> um, yeah, the so firstly I got the uh, Halo Four transparent Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, oh, nice! It was beautiful. Um, you pressed the button and it went, oh, and it was just <laughs> it was just wonderful. And um, I remember going to the midnight launch for that with my mate Chris, and uh, we had a we had an amazing night playing Halo Four on that um, on that thing. Um, and I also got the Star Wars Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, which was the blue and white one, which was RTD two, and the gold controller. Oh yes, yeah. And yeah. Um, pressed the buttons that had um, like RTD two sounds and stuff, and um, and it had a, a gold connect as well, if you can imagine such a thing. Um, which really stood out on top of your telly back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very bright. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm also, I'm certain I had a tribal Game Boy Advance because it was just, it was just kind of cool to have one back in, back in the time, if I remember. Yeah, it was. That was a status symbol. Mm. Um, I also had a, I had a green transparent N64, which is the one that I still have actually. Um, that one, uh, I bought that at a car boot sale. For seventeen, eighteen pounds, and I had an expansion wow. pack in it. I think the guy who sent me had no idea the expansion pack was in there. Um, but yeah, I got that on a really good deal, and it plays it plays perfectly now. Um, it came with uh, Golden, I came with Zelda, Ocarina, and wow. came with what an absolute bargain. I know, right? This guy had no idea what he was selling. Um, <laughs> it came with Mystical Ninja starring Gaiman, um, which was a a very fun RPG back then. Um, it was kind of the RPG to play before Ocarina came out, and uh, yeah, I like I always like specialization systems. Some of them I don't love. I think the um, the Xbox the Xbox Series X Tower editions I'm not loving so far um, because I just maybe it's just the, the design of the Xbox X, um, it just makes it look like a fancy fridge, and I'm still not yeah. on board 100 percent with that. Um, the fact that you can change the plates on the PS5 so easily means you know we could all have different kind of PS5s if you wanted to, I suppose. Um, and so yeah. that was, I think, most people they wanted black, didn't they? That was like the popular one because it's a bit of a de facto color that PlayStation of you're usually gone with. Yeah, yeah, and I'm liking the look of the um, the pure black series S, I think that looks really nice. Mm. Um, so when that comes out, that will probably look quite shiny next to a uh. Next to a pure black PS5, which I'm amazed isn't actually a thing yet, to be honest, like an official thing. Yeah. Um, because they've got what well, the plates have got red and blue and green and purple and all that sort of shit. Uh, but not black, which is really weird. Anyway. So, yeah, good. I'm glad I could contribute to this. And uh, thanks, Josh, as well, for joining <laughs> in. <laughs> An extensive <laughs> list. Thanks for joining. Maybe I just wanted to talk about the consoles I had before. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but right, let's get into recommendations. This is where we found something throughout the week that you want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a book, a candle, or a window. I don't know. It could be anything. Uh, let's go from the top. Let's start with Kat. What is your recommendation for the week? My recommendation is Yog Dog's YouTube channel. Not YouTube channel, Twitch channel. Uh, because oh, I... thank you. I know. Cute, aren't I? Um, because I had a little lunch break kind of like little timed in. It was actually pretty entertaining with my little sandwich. Had the old dog up in the kitchen. Um just watching him and uh 
Are you gives you games, man. You should you should enter us giveaways, you should sponsor us posts and just watch because um yeah. There's, if you haven't got enough of your dog on a Monday, he streams every day and has been for like the last like five hundred days, six hundred days, eight hundred days, how many days now, Yog? Uh, 930, 939. Oh my gosh. So you Good can't Lord. be there for his, at least his, his, his 1,000th stream. Um, so yeah, follow him on Twitch. It's a good egg. Does some sponsored streams. And you might get a free game out of it. Who knows? Thanks, Kat. That's all right. I am subscribed to your dog's Twitch channel. So make sure you do it too. You can subscribe for yeah. free with a Prime account. Never forget that. But if you want to throw in some natural cash, then yeah, be sure to subscribe. Got to pay for this PS5 somehow. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just going to spend it on the PS5. Uh, Miles, what's your recommendation for the week? Uh, I also recommend Yogg's uh, Twitch channel uh, for the oh. time that I tuned in as well. It was very nice, very pleasant. Um, and my other recommendation is Sidekick, the mental health awareness journal book thing that we got very kindly sent a copy of, um, which I wrote a post up for today. And it's a wonderful little companion uh, journal for anyone who enjoys video games like us. It's kind of perfectly suited, really. Um, it's very kind of straightforward kind of self-help material. It's lots of kind of little skills that you can use day to day just to help improve your general well-being and mental health. Um, but it's got loads of really nice references to video games. And Roscoe, you'll be very pleased to hear Night in the Woods does feature as a, a full page of quote, um, which I thought I you saw very it. much like. I saw it. I very much enjoyed that moment. I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hellblade Send You a Sacrifice is on there, which is one of my personal favorites when it comes to mental health and video games. Um, and it's just really cool seeing all the little references they've managed to squeeze in in different ways. Um, the example that I really liked was how they took like problem solving as like a, like a self-help technique. Um, but they framed it in the way that you do like a dungeon crawl in like, say, the old Final Fantasy games or a dungeon crawler game. Um, it's just really cool how they've applied some of the general life tips to how you would already do those things in video games just from playing them. Um, it's really co colorfully presented. Um, it's really nicely worded as well. So a lot of these journals, they can be really kind of word heavy and too much. Um, this one is very kind of easygoing. Um, there's a lot of space just to write your own stuff, come up with your own ideas and doodle and whatever else. Um, it's just a really nicely crafted book and it's not anything kind of revolutionary, but I think it was just really pleasant to spend a bit of time going through it and having a look through and just enjoying the references. And I think it could be of a lot of help to a lot of people if, you know, you have had a dip in your mood or you do feel anxious or the stress in your life and that kind of thing it's got a lot in there that'll make it worth having a look at and you get the benefit of finding all your favorite games incorporated into it so it's a really cool project and it was really nice that they sent us a copy of it as well to have a look at so yeah i give it a hearty recommend and you should go and read mars's piece on it because it is excellent oh thank you <laughs> like it is like serious like holy shit how how <laughs> thank uh, you man. who is this guy He's a smart Thompson. Yeah, he's this guy who writes stuff. God, man. Yeah, that no, was great. I think it's um, one of your best pieces for sure. Thank you very much, yeah. dude. I appreciate it. Uh, Josh, here we go. It's Barbenheimer time. Let's do this. <laughs> Imagine there's been people waiting for me to actually comment on the movie. I doubt it, but thank you for entertaining it. I um, am. Yeah. So am I. Uh, after watching Oppenheimer in IMAX, um, I fully endorse going to see uh, 
mainly Oppenheimer and IMAX, but films in films in general going forwards, stuff like June 2, I'm most definitely checking out in IMAX. Um, I'm a full convert of the experience. Um, it was absolutely astonishing to see the shots and, and the experience. Um, Christopher Nolan knows how to make a film, let me tell you. Um, Hot take. It is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is a three-hour epic of people talking in rooms about probably the most life-changing thing that's ever happened in the world, uh, created by humans. Um, and they've some and Chris Nolan has somehow made that so interesting, so engaging, and um, keeps you on your toes, even though you kind of know what the history of of the father of the atom bomb is. Uh, Killian Murphy is amazing in it as uh, uh, Rob, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Um, but it really is the supporting cast as well that really stand out. It is a who's who of uh, people in film and TV to, today. Um, you'll be doing the like Leonardo DiCaprio meme of pointing at the TV when any of the actors you see come up because um, there's just so many and they're all brilliant. Um, Matt Damon kind of steals a lot of the scenes with his kind of uh, very... Um, <clears throat> and like like lack of sympathy but sort of like like gruff uh groves his name is he's he's a sergeant that's kind of leading oppenheimer to kind of take on the challenge of building a bomb before the germans um yeah and then uh, robert downey jr has been talked about for his role um he definitely can do more than iron man <laughs> uh i know he doubted himself but i've not but yeah, he's amazing. And then um, Barbie was, I I've, I would say they're both as good as each other for very separate reasons. Um, I, mean, I mean, I've always loved Ryan Gosling, but this is probably one of the best things he's ever done. <laughs> he's stupid. Uh, he, the, the, the way he delivers lines are phenomenal. Um, and the, the film itself kind of, of what it goes for and its messaging and themes is probably going to piss off the right people um so if it annoys you offends you or upsets you i'm sorry but it's probably for the good reason um and it's just fun uh it's mad how the the kind of i say small budget it's smaller than most hollywood films at the moment the budget that that they had and what they pulled off is insane and the set design is amazing the comedy hits almost every time uh will ferrell michael sarah are also funny in it um i do feel like i wish margot robbie had a bit more to to do in the film i mean she's who we kind of follow throughout the whole thing but um she's just usurped a little bit by everyone around her not just ryan gosling but all the actors that are in it that kind of um do a really good job um and i thoroughly recommend to watch them both back to back um they could both make you cry they're both very powerful um and they're great films i have one question about barbie go on how is um my man the doctor shitigawa oh you know he's not in it enough okay um he is a ken uh, he is also oh, I'm, I'm losing her name is it Emily Mackey that's in sex Emma education Mackey, too Emma Mackey um, they are each other's Barbie and Ken 
Um, you don't really see them too much. They are very underutilized. Um, but yeah, and and, and Sumalu is kind of like the antagonist to Ken, uh, whilst uh, Shuti Gatwa is kind of Ken's friend. Ryan's Ken's friend. It gets confusing. Um, but yeah, I, I do wish I, I could have seen them more. Um, I just love the little tidbit that Ryan Gosling's a massive Doctor Who fan and a massive shooty fan and kind of like celebrated him on set about getting the role for for Doctor Who. So that was really nice. But yeah, I don't, do you know what? I almost don't think he has any lines. And if he does, it's maybe like one line. So, which is a shame. Mm. I'm, I can't wait. I still can't wait to see. I'm so excited to see Barbie and I can't wait to watch Oppenheimer on my phone the way Nolan intended. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, definitely. Um, Barbie is one to watch with friends or the people that you love. Yeah. Are we still going, Kat? We, 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 haven't, we, haven't, we haven't talked about this yet. What's going on? What's up? We can absolutely go. When do you want to go? Um, I mean, I'm seeing Oppenheimer tomorrow, but so I can't do it then. But I can, I can go. Um, I, I've got uh Friday night. I am meeting my Declan people. I'm so sorry. I've got Saturday, uh... Sunday night. I've got Monday night, Tuesday night. Okay, we'll th- we'll figure something out. We'll figure something right. out. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. <laughs> cool, 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 Oh man, sport is special. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'll be no, so no, I'll be so up for that. <laughs> I'd do a Barbenheimer. <laughs> or Barbie. Uh, I, I need to see Oppenheimer as well. God damn. Yeah. I, I I keep looking at my friends going, do you want to go see Oppenheimer? And they just look at me like, no. So I think I'm gonna be waiting for that one. But yeah. I can't wait to see Barbie. Um Yog, what's your recommendation, sir? Uh, my recommendation is very local. Um, I don't know whether we have anyone in near my nearby who uh, listens to the pod, but just in case, um, there's a charity called Survive in Crew, which provide counselling and therapy for people who've gone through all sorts of abuse when they were younger, including myself. So if you are um looking for help then it might be worth giving them a look see if you're in the area if not then there's other charities as well i'm sure um so i guess this is more of a general um more of a general have a look around see what helps available i know it's difficult with the nhs and everything at the moment uh but there are alternative services available um generally charities which can offer some help so yeah i guess i guess that would be my my recommendation this week it's not an easy subject um and but if it helps even one person it's worth mentioning so i thought i would do so fantastic man yeah absolutely yeah um let me know the details on that and i'll um i'll stick it in the description well um afterwards Oh god, mine's going to sound incredibly self-serving now. Um, I apologise <laughs> for this, but um, sorry, that's my fault. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's absolutely fine. Um, your boy's got some music out. 
um, after a couple of years, I've started putting music out again onto Spotify and Apple and these and all that lot. Um, so why not check it out? You know, three minutes of your life. You don't have to even listen to it on volume. Just, you know, just if you just stream it in the background of your life, you know, that that might get me a coffee. Just the time bomb. That's the old song, isn't it, though? That was from the first album. Great yeah. song, though. Thanks, Fucking man. tune. Yeah, fucking tune that. Yeah, Thank check you. it out. Yeah, go check it out. Um, if you just search my name on Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Amazon, Tidal. Um, I'm on Tidal. It's really weird seeing my name on Tidal next to like Jay-Z and Beyonce and John Legend. Um, it's very strange. But uh, yeah, do um, if you don't mind, it'd be really nice. This new one's very, um, it's, a, it's, it's a lot more poppy. I went down the Hayley Williams, Taylor Swift route and I gave up my guitar and I, I, and I found a keyboard and um, I made a poppy song called Powers and I really like it. And I think it's um, I, th- I think it's fun. So uh, do check it out if you don't mind. That'd be lovely. Um, and I wish I said this before Yog Dog went, because now I just sound like a real selfish turd. <laughs> but uh, there we go. Um, all right. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much, Steve, for listening. Who's pissed me off tonight? No one. Yog Yog Dog's actually been on his best behaviour tonight, which is interesting. Considering. Um... There's been a lot of comments tonight about an award-winning video game from 2022. I think I've been on pretty good behaviour. You have. You have. You have. Everyone's been good tonight, so I guess I'll do the outro. Uh, thank you all very much, Steve, for this thing. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter or fucking X, you can, at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us on threads, we are there, at finger underscore G. N S. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below for Twitter slash X. Um, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on anything. He's not on Twitter, X, or Threads. He's probably wiser than all of us, but there we are. Um, if you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast setting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for the interesting. It's always a treat to do this podcast for you and with you. What a delight. It is goodbye from Kat. Bye. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. It is goodbye from me, Yog Dog. Hello. That's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Bye!